Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Picked Up, the TV Pilot Review Podcast. I am your host, Rich, here uh, on on the show uh, where we watch uh, pilot episodes of television shows and, and just get down on them, um, <laughs> and and uh, as well as some other uh, television. I'm usually not here by myself. I, I am here with a guest. Uh, before, before we do that, before I introduce you proper, uh, guest, did you know that we have a Patreon account? For arcade audio? You know, I just learned about that a couple weeks ago. And I think I'm a big fan of Patreon accounts in general because they support the ASMR community. But I believe <laughs> that, <laughs> that the Patreon for arcade audio is a great thing and everyone should check it out. If you're not going to support an ASM, uh, what <laughs> ASMR, <is> ASMR <laughs> Patreon account, head on over to patreon.com slash arcade audio. And check out all the cool uh, rewards we have for all the tiers. Um, we're actually going to be getting together soon and adding a bunch more stuff there. Um, $5 gets you access to all the bonus content that every show releases for the entire network. Uh, and yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of really good stuff. And we appreciate every little bit of it. That said, enough business. Mm-hmm. I am joined here in this wonderful living room <laughs> that is not mine. It is part hers. She ain't no Mac Brown. She's better than Mac Brown. I'm joined by Julia Bobo. How's it going, Julia? Hey, going what? Going good. Going good. Thank you so much for uh, for doing this. Thank you for coming. I am excited to be here. I'm a big picked up fan. Excited to finally make my podcast debut. This is my first podcast. Well, well welcome than, to the world. Other than the ones I listen to. <laughs> uh, uh, we had some delicious fajitas earlier tonight that you mm-hmm. made. They were. Damn, they were good. Crockpot man. Uh, Crockpot man. <laughs> um, and so full disclosure, uh, you originally reached out to me about doing an episode of Picked Up because oh, yeah. you wanted to do Smash. <laughs> and the season's winding down, wanted to get you on the show. I still owe you an episode of something where we talk about Smash. Well, that's okay because the character, one of the characters for tonight's show is named Smash. Bring it all around. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, before we do talk about yes. tonight's show, today's show, mm-hmm. whenever you're listening to this, mm-hmm. uh, what you watching? So, we're recording this in early May or late April, if you will. So I believe it makes sense for me to tell no, you. No, it's early May. It's early. Well, it's definitely it's early May. Early. It makes sense for me to tell you that we've. J- I've just started watching The Handmaid's Tale. Mm, mm-hmm. So, which is a late April show. It just yes. First three episodes just dropped on Hulu last Wednesday. Next episode comes out tomorrow night on Wednesday. So Hulu's releasing them week to week. I was also confused by this, and I had to have it explained to me. It, they do they did three shows off the bat okay. so that you can really binge and get into it, and then they leave you hanging, and then you have to watch one, then it's episodic until whenever it's done. I don't huh. know when that will be. Interesting. Hopefully, how many? Seven. 
We got we got a, a guest, a silent guest in the over we in the a, corner there, Mister Producer, <laughs> Tony Colt. Um, yes. So we've been watching. I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale. I started watching it last Wednesday night. I went over to a girlfriend's house and we drank wine, and it was a rainy night. And we watched the first episode of Handmaid's Tale, and then this past rainy weekend, uh, I went and rewatched the first episode, and then the second two episodes as well. So it is a Hulu original show starring Elizabeth Moss. Peggy. Peggy. Peggy Olsen from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And... The Gilmore Girl. Is that the other... Alexis Bledel. Okay. I believe that's her name. Uh, what I have no idea what the show is about. Oh. All I know is that people are talking about it. All right. So I would show you the book, but I gave it to a ladies' prison. Um... It's a great <laughs> book from by Margaret Atwood, and it was written in the eighties. Uh, it was written in the eighties, and it's about kind of a it's you know your typical dystopian future uh-huh. novel, um, and it's a little like Children of Men in the storyline. Okay, in that there are lots of ladies who are having trouble conceiving, mm-hmm. and birth rates are super low. And so to combat that, um, a very religious sect has taken over the United States. Okay. And so, like, Congress has been murdered, and all of a sudden, within, like, a month or two, just, like, they've been under martial law, and everything's changing. And they go from being, like, our normal, everyday, what we're, what we're doing right now, or maybe what we, what we did about a year ago... Maybe very, not so much what we're doing right well. now, but <laughs> and then it's a uh, very like puritanical. Yes, okay. we're like ladies fall into certain like casts of like either they wear like dresses that are blue or dresses that are green or just mm. well not green but dresses that are red, and they are de- their worth in life is determined by either who they're married to or whether or not they can uh, get pregnant. Okay. So the women who can get pregnant, because there's only there's so few of them, they're treated just like walking wombs. And so their sexuality doesn't matter. They're, like No women are allowed to read anymore. Um, like everything is crazy, scary. Yeah. Like Just stripped of all rights. You are just... You are a womb. Here for this pers- for yeah. purpose. Yeah. Okay. And so like the main thing that everyone talks about is the handmaid, which is from a biblical story where Rachel and Jacob and all them and Jake did some lady wants to get pregnant. She can't. Uh-huh. So then she gives her handmaid to her husband so that her husband can impregnate her handmaid so that Rachel can have a baby. Okay. So it's like the idea of like, I can't get pregnant. So impregnate my servant and then her baby is now mine. Okay. And so it's a little, it's a, a little biblical and scary. But it's but they destroy all the churches too, because they want it to be like a very specific sect of Christianity. Yeah. So like all other Christian Christianity. There's only one. There's only one, and they like kill all gay people. They kill uh, ministers. They kill priests. Jesus they kill Christ. off rabbis. They've killed off um, doctors who don't follow the right. And so it's a lot of like dead bodies hanging off of walls and like 
people Jesus being gunned down mercilessly in the street. Fantastically shot. I like from all of the promotional stuff that I've seen. Yeah, I was under the impression that this was like a like 1700s show. Right, you think that, but it's <laughs> like it's, a 1600s like Jamestown. Yeah, type deal. But it's set in 2015 or 2016. Well, shit. They mentioned Tinder. They talk about Uber. They talk mm-hmm. about um, oh Samira Wiley. I think her name is. Um, Pusey from Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. She's in it. She's fantastic in it. Um, hope I didn't get her last name wrong. Um, and the show itself, it like it flashes back and forth between like what you would consider to be modern time, yeah. and then all of a sudden there's like ladies wearing bonnets, and it's because they've gone back to like yeah. They're like, oh well, if we the their thought is if we go back to how it used to be, then God will bless us and ladies' wombs will. Flow with babies. Okay. Okay. But the show itself, beautifully shot, uh-huh. really good. Elizabeth Moss in it is sure. They could not have gotten a better person for for the show as she plays a character named Offred, and her character's name is of Fred. So, all right, hold on. So, her name is Offred because she belongs to Fred. So is that a new name that she was... Okay, okay. So every okay. woman on there who's a handmaid is off something. So like of Warren, off Warren. Okay. Or like off Glenn. Sure. Because you are of Glenn. You belong to Glenn. Gotcha. Who's the, like, somebody high up. Right. Who deserve, Who apparently deserves to procreate. Who decided that? The eyes. I'm, so, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Was well, good. You're, Everyone you're should watch the it show. Though? Yeah, it's great. Um, I will say it's pretty. It's a powerful show. Mm-hmm. I my my co-watching partner, she cried throughout all three episodes. Sounds heavy. It's a heavy show, but it's also like they don't. There's not a lot of male characters in it, yeah. so I know that for some people that might be kind of a turnoff because there isn't someone you can connect with on the screen. But I think it's powerful and important in that it's stories that may not. Stories and points of view that sometimes don't always get told. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, and uh, just the story that's being told, because I've seen some hot takes on Facebook of people just being very reactionary Mm -hmm. to that Mm -hmm. and not letting everything play out. Yeah. As opposed to like also industry wide, like, oh, look at all these amazing roles that are being filled by amazing actresses. I feel like it is the next natural progression after Orange is the New Black. Sure. Orange is the New Black, you know, telling all these stories of women in prison. You hear a lot about Oz. You hear a lot about other shows Mm -hmm. that are set. Prison Break. All guys. All dudes. And then there's Orange is the New Black. That rolls out. Everyone, big fan base, lots of following, great, well-regarded show. And then The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, they have one or two people, one or two of the same actresses in it. But it's just telling stories from yeah. the points of view. So like a lot of the story is told from Elizabeth Moss's point of view where you're either zoomed in real close, close up of Elizabeth Moss's face as she's reacting to things or just like walking down hallways or it's almost as if you're seeing through her eyes. Gotcha. And it's, it's a great show. It's right. heavy. Uh, <laughs> shame that the free trial is only 30 days. I know. Spreading it out that far. 
I know. I just realized as soon as he was like, oh, yeah, there's seven more weeks of it. Well, shit. I guess I'll have to pay $12 to watch (laughs) all of them or just keep going over to friends' houses. There you go. That's the ticket right there. Yeah. Uh, What else are you watching? Well. Anything you watch like on the reg or just like? Yes. (laughs) So I... This, this is my, like, not dirty secret show, but it's my show that's always on no matter am I cooking, am I getting ready in the morning, am I mainly it's when I'm straightening my hair or, like, doing something with my hair because I'm a lady with long hair. Um, and that is 30 Rock. Okay. I have seen the whole show through probably two or three dozen times. Holy shit. <laughs> I was <laughs> expecting you to stop at two or three. No, it's been uh it's been a a, a lot of thirty rock. Wow. And uh for my birthday two years ago, my birthday present or one of my birthday presents with Tony was that we would sit down and watch it because he'd never seen it before. So we sat through and got through it, I'd say within seven, eight months. So I didn't want to rush it. Well, it's also like how many seasons? Uh seven. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't you can't yeah. It's only so many hours in the day. Exactly. They're 22 to 24 minutes long each, right. but like... But they're also like 22 episodes a, a season. Except for season three when there's only 13. Well, that Writer's Strike. Writer's Strike, yeah. Yeah. Which we just avoided. Oh, did uh, we? Recently. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I saw something earlier today where they uh, like last minute struck a deal. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I was reading that a whole bunch of stuff was going to have to yeah. stop. Yeah. Uh. Well, now I also feel very hesitant to tell you that I've actually never seen 30 Rock. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> whenever whenever I want to talk about 30 Rock with people, most people are like, no, I've never seen it. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to have to find something else to talk about then. <laughs> I used to watch 30 Rock in college before going to parties. Like, because it made party. me like, I was like, I'm going to be funnier if I go to these parties having watched this show. <laughs> But I also have realized over the course of maybe 10 years that not that many people have watched it either because I quote it a lot. Yeah. And people think that I'm making up that joke. So I'll take that credit. But sure. like it makes me when I do that and no one gets the 30 Rock reference and thinks it's just me being funny. I die just a little on the inside. So I think I have two theories. Yeah. As to this. Uh, uh, one. 30 Rock never really had the most amazing ratings. No, they never did. It was always season to season. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, you know, all the the shows for that lineup. Yeah. Uh, Or two, you've just seen it so many times. (laughs) You're you're saying what you have come to, like, delve into as just all jokes, which it is. It's a very high joke rate. Oh, yeah. But they might actually just be sentences said like the references what i'm saying is the references you're making are so deep <laughs> that's just like oh no they're just words that's just that's just something they say yeah i will say like, tina fey herself would not recognize the reference you're making so i don't know about that because there are many jokes in tina fey's book that are 30 rock lines that okay. are just lines and gotcha. not jokes but I appreciate that, yes, I have seen it so many times. You're just on another level than everybody else. Well, actually, all the, they make a lot of Donald Trump jokes mm-hmm. throughout the show. Because, you know, it's a New York-based Very show. New York-centric show, yeah. And 
some of the jokes they even made they called the Bill Cosby shit before that went down. Yeah. Well, that was the whole premise of Hannibal Burr's joke is that yeah. it's it's out there. Yeah. It's been out there. Mhm. I'm just saying what's out there. Yeah. But yeah, cuz like that shit's been out there. It, and just no one had been talking or like it'd yeah. been talked about very sparingly throughout the times, yeah. but like there there are jokes on there that they're now well it's kind of like park watching parks and rec where like stuff happened in that show that's now way too season relevant. four is oh. crazy it's yeah. cr- it's it's so frustrating to watch right now mm-hmm. i was like i was on season four of a rewatch of parks and rec like in december like fresh after all of it oh no it was very frustrating but then Paul Rudd has this his dog exactly. named Raclette. Yeah. <laughs> well, Who is the Chauncey at, of the of Parks and Rec, I feel like. You could have stopped at Paul Rudd. <laughs> That's true. But then Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Then Paul Rudd. Yeah, He's so exactly. smiley and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, a lot of Survivor. Really? I'm really into Survivor this season. Really? Wait, yeah. I heard some like I heard some Survivor news like a month ago. Something a happened a couple weeks ago. What was that? Uh, basically, at Tribal Council, uh-huh. uh, somebody outed another Survivor That's as trans. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Is that even allowed? If I mean, I it guess happened, it's, it's reality TV. It. it was fucking bananas. <laughs> it was, and, and like I haven't watched this show. Since like season one or two, when I'm like just watching it with my mom, mm-hmm. and yeah, like the the characters are great, and it's I don't know, it's just great. It, everyone, it's it, they're they're crazy, they're crazy. I think I only watched the first season, and I only watched sparingly a few episodes, but I know Tony's mom watches it, which has me curious and makes me want to watch it more. I couldn't. I don't watch shows like this. Yeah. This isn't my brand. I could not recommend it more. <laughs> it's so good. So not to bring this back to 30 Rock. Yeah. But there is a 30 Rock episode called MILF Island. Okay. <laughs> which takes the premise of Survivor and it's, uh, a, I think it's like 13 hot moms and 30 eighth grade boys. <laughs> and it's a competition as to who's which MILF is the hottest. Well, that was actually, I think that may have actually been based off of Temptation Island. Do you okay, remember that? I freaking love Temptation Island. Okay, yes. so you do remember that. Okay. Oh, I love <laughs> shitty Fox Network reality TV shows. Was that even on Fox? I just yes, assume it was, was on Fox. It that was, was definitely <laughs> Fox. Joe Millionaire. Joe Millionaire. Wait, and then there's the one where she dated Fabio. Oh, this You've was regular. It was like Beauty and the Beauty and the Geek. Oh yeah, yeah Beauty yeah, and the yeah, Geek, yeah. where she yeah. was like very pretty, and she's dating all these kind of like geeky guys, yep. and they're fine looking. Sure. Like they're totally fine looking, yeah. and she's got the personality of a peanut shell, but whatever. And they like her because she's beautiful. And then it comes out at the end. She picks her man. She's so excited. They're in love. Everything is great. The music swells. There's a sunset. They're on a beach. And then she goes, I have to tell you something. The guy's like, oh, yeah, like what? Like, don't worry. What? What is it? And she's like, no, this could end us. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Like, you're so hot. I'm sure it's going to be just fine. 
And she's like, I once dated Fabio. And I don't know what, ha- like, the guy was just like, nope, deal breaker, and walked away. Because <laughs> <laughs> she once dated okay. a romance novel cover. Okay. Fabio. My mom met Fabio you once. You just go, cool, bro. Did she date him? No. Oh. She just met him once. I think oh. they hugged. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sorry. I, okay. So. <laughs> uh, did you ever, uh, do you watch like The Bachelor or anything like that? I watched. Because I feel like that's another one that's like more, especially like in the, the zeitgeist, mm-hmm. as it were, of like our age range. Like I feel like Survivor, I shouldn't be watching Survivor. You think it's too old? Yes. <laughs> but I know enough people that are like, there's a little contingent. But I feel like the uh, the Bachelor and the Bachelorette like mm-hmm. are really, really freaking popular. Yes, and I am. I've only been part of that for one glorious summer. During the summer of 2012, I watched the Bachelorette with the blonde lady and I, her I, daughter. I don't know. I don't know any of them. I watched it specifically because I had just started zookeeping at the Tampa Zoo, and. Three of the ladies that I worked with all watched the show, and I didn't have anything else to talk to them about. So, so I watched the show so that I would have like hours of gossip to share with them. <laughs> oh, Emily, that was the Bachelorette's name that season, and um, I had like that's the only reason why I watched it. And then they started inviting me over to come watch it with them. Oh, you're in now. No, but I found out that was a bad move because if we watched it together, we'd share all There's of our thoughts during it. And then we wouldn't have Dang. anything to talk about the next day. So I had to start turning down social events so I could watch this Bachelorette on my own wow. so that I'd have something to talk to them about. That's like a reality show all on its own. I know. <laughs> hey, I've always thought that like zoo interns, that would be a great show. Zinterns. Sure. Oh. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Burning Love? No. What's that? It's like sort of a, a parody show of like Bachelor, Bachelorette okay. with like ton of awesome comedians uh like oh. paul Shear, uh Ooh. rob hubel um june diane rayfield uh ken marino uh like a ton of just like people that you've seen in a billion different things yeah it was like it was actually like on e for <laughs> for some time like it started as a web series and it actually got like picked up on e which what? is great yeah it was really funny there's this show that is called like the arrangement Okay, this is a terrible example because I have not seen this show. I've seen commercials for this show, but I am so intrigued. And I think it would be one of those shows that I would watch like, well, I'm going to be unemployed in a couple weeks here, but um, it would be like one of those shows that I would just like hate binge watch sure. for like two days and it just looks shitty. And apparently it's like the secret story of Tom Cruise or something about how he's like in Scientology and it's like all about like an arranged uh, relationship okay. that turns into a marriage. So it's supposed to be like kind of Tom Cruise, Kate, whatever her name was. Katie Holmes. That's the one. Yep. I almost said Kate Hudson. That was not nope. right. So it's that's a one I've seen commercials for. I believe that's also on E. Okay. Interesting. But I think that burning love sounds like yeah. a better use of my time. That said, I'm also a sucker for anything Scientology. So. <laughs> Got to go to Clearwater then. I, whew, don't get me started. <laughs> um, I've also uh, watched just the first episodes of the third seasons of both Better Call Saul and Fargo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, you watch, do you watch either? No, but I know the premise. I've watched um, Breaking Bad okay. and I've watched 
um, the movie Fargo. Okay. So I understand the environment in which these two stories are playing out. And honestly, like, perfect. Okay. Because Better Call Saul, they need to pick shit up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a good show, but mm-hmm. they need to do something. Oh. Like, I can't watch Bob Odenkirk meet with octogenarians <laughs> and make wills for another fucking season. Is that all he does? Basically, that was all like season two. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and it's good. It's interesting. There's yeah. things happening, but it's also just fucking come on. We know there's going to be some interesting shit going on. If you want to watch people make wills, just come here and watch Tony. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fargo, on the other hand. So it's an anthology series. So like all the seasons are not story uh, uh, related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually like that. I think I've gotten more into that that style lately. Yeah, it's it's also good to just kind of jump in and out. Like Black Mirror, yeah. Um, I mean, it lasts for the whole season, whereas like Black Mirror oh, is just like individual episodic, episodes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's it's Fargo. Like, the tone of the movie, the show nails it perfectly. Okay. It's not done by the Coen brothers. It's just, like, they gave it their blessing. Ah. And, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, they get great actors. They get great performances. It's, 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 it's all great. It's all great. It's shot amazingly. The second season of Fargo is fucking sublime. It's oh, great. really? It is phenomenal. Okay. The first season is fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, and third, season, third season's also a great start already. Where, if on a scale from from paper cut to that scene in The Shining where all the blood falls down from the elevator. Okay. How bloody is Fargo? Uh, probably. It's not that bad, really. Okay. Honestly, probably around like a three or four on that okay. scale. All right. Yeah. Because. I don't do so hot with. Yeah, because it's also the, it's, it's the blood. cable, you know. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's really about it. I also I know I, I need to catch up with the final season of Review. What's Review? I've never even heard of this. What? It's a Comedy Central show. Okay. With Andy Daly. Is it like a comedy review? Nope. Okay. It is Took a total shot there. It's based off of an Australian show. Okay. And the host, his name is Forrest McNeil. Uh, and his job for this show, because it's like you're actually watching the show, yeah, called Review. Just like a show within a show. Yeah. Okay. okay. And uh, what he does is he takes suggestions from viewers of of experiences to review. He reviews experiences. Oh. Okay. So someone tells him, uh, "Oh, what's it like to go and get kicked in the nuts?" He has to go and get kicked in the nuts and then give it a, a, a star rating. This isn't like that Comedy Central show or whatever when the guys would like butt chug and there was a grandpa and there was a donkey. Um, I, don't know, I do not the know. The one, the stupid jackass. <laughs> no, it's not. Because this is like also scripted and... Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Like they actually like move plot and everything. Got it, okay. Um... There was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, so he, they, he normally does like three reviews an episode. Uh, and 
the reviews uh, in order were um, he needed to review uh, pancakes, <gasps> in which he was asked like, "Oh, what's it like to eat five stacks of pancakes?" Oh. And then after that, uh, review divorce. <laughs> So he had to divorce his wife, and he can't say why. Either. Oh no! He just has to go up to her and say, um, uh, "We, I uh, want to get a divorce." Oh my god! And then the third one was pancakes again. <laughs> Five more stacks of pancakes. Well, at least he got to like sandwich his divorce with some syrupy goodness. It's watch. It's great. I think they're all on Comedy Central website. Okay. Uh, it's it's a it's such a funny show. It is. <laughs> Like there hasn't been a show that's made me laugh like that hard in a long time. Um, are they are they thirty minute episodes? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Because uh, we just finished Carson. Yeah. His first time through. So his being Tony. Sorry, you can't see me pointing. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're looking for a new short. You know, it's a good one. You need a, a good variety between short. Ep- or short TV shows and long TV shows because sometimes you just don't have 45 minutes to mm-hmm. an hour to devote to sitting down. Sometimes all you've got is 25. Yeah. So, um, review. I also need to pick up, because uh, I've seen the first episode of Detroiters. Oh. Another Comedy Central show. That's new, yeah. Um, the first episode's very, very funny. Um, and I, it's like one of those things where it's like, I know it is. I need to watch it. And I have no one but myself to blame because I'm also currently rewatching Arrested Development <laughs> because of an episode a few weeks ago where we watched Arrested Development, and now I'm just you did I just continue to watch it right, of course. So here we are. I mean, how Howard? It's not Howard Stern. Howard, who's the Howard guy? The guy who's <laughs> the narrator? Ron Howard. There we go. Howard, comma Ron. Howard, Ron. There we go. The guy he was in the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, got it right. Yes. <laughs> so bad at this. All right. Well, let's just get right into it then. Let's huh? do it. So, uh, speaking of Fargo, which started as a movie and then became a television show. Yes. Ooh. 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 Nailing it. <laughs> Nailing it. We have ourselves and. Our own movie that turned into a television show. Keep going. <laughs> um, um, also mentioned heavily in Parks and Rec. That's how I first heard of it, at least. Mm-hmm. Our show that we are talking about tonight is Friday Night Lights. Woo! We'll be back right after this. And we are back here on Picked Up. Ready to do some Friday Night Lights action. Ready to do it. NBC's original drama. <laughs> 2006. Uh, 2006. And I was questioning my use of original because it was based off of pre-existing property, intellectual property as it were. Two times over. Two times over. Well, technically. So it was based off the movie mm-hmm. starring Billy Bob Thornton, which is based off the book mm-hmm. written by a dude. Which is then based off of a real season. Real life, yeah. <laughs> so This movie's three times over. Yeah. Once, twice, three times uh, uh, media. And you want to know something, a, a fun fact? What's up? Connie Britton was in all of it. Just Shut kidding. Up. She's just... 
too. <laughs> oh, I, was like, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. So I, like, I haven't either. Be, yeah. I, I haven't read the book. How would she be in the Just the actress. Connie Britton was in the she, background the whole time. Was, she gave an interview? Short, um, short, small role. So, yeah. Um, written, directed, basically curated by, by uh, Pete Berg, who I, I believe also, yeah. Also, he also directed the movie. Um, and this is like, a, this was like a huge passion project of his. Um, is he from Texas? I don't think so. I think he's from like Bama. No, I think he's from like Long Island or Staten <laughs> Island or something. Yeah. Uh, he's got a real like Johnny drama vibe about him. Uh, what'd you think? You are so you selected the show. Yeah. And aside from the fact that there aren't many shows left. Oh, that wasn't why. Why did you select this show? I honestly don't remember what the other two were. Okay. The other two were Six Feet Under and Justified. Six Feet Under, it sounded like lots of dead people. That's the show that Tony originally chose. Oh, yeah. And then I made him switch to the OC. Yeah. I didn't make him. I almost made you do that show. I requested, I requested he switch to the OC. Um, Six Feet Under sounded like it was like a lot of dead people. Uh-huh. I haven't seen any of these shows. Um, so, and Justified, I didn't know anything about other than I think it's an FX show. Yes. And that's all I knew about it. And Friday Night Lights, I chose specifically because in Parks and Rec, Leslie Nope and Ann Perkins talk about how much they love it and how they are Riggins girls, which I didn't know what that was until tonight. Now I know what that is. Um, and now you got to watch the season all over again. I um, mean, Parks and Rec all over oh again. Oh, God. i got to start all over. <laughs> you got to watch all Friday Night Lights <laughs> to better comprehend Parks and Rec. <laughs> I, I understand that. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of, wait, real quick. 30 Rock and Mad Men uh-huh. are hand-holding shows. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, because John Hamm does stuff. But in- they also reference each other. How does Mad Men reference 30 Rock? I'm so sorry that I'm taking us back to this. So there is a drink that is made up in season three of Mad Men. Uh-huh. No, season three of 30 Rock. So uh-huh. sorry. Called the Old Spaniard. And it is tomato juice and red wine and seltzer water or something. And they talk about it on 30 Rock. And then someone in Mad Men orders that drink at a bar. Dang. That's awesome. They play. They yeah. don't play. Mad Men does not play hard. No. But 30 Rock does. So, yeah. okay. Sorry. Going back to the show. So, <laughs> um, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. which I think came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. Nope. Take it over. <laughs> I want to say Remember the Titans came out. Oh, yeah, because Hayden Panettiere, whatever her name is, was much younger. She was like eight or nine in that movie. Yeah, that was like, why am I, I can normally narrow it down a little bit better. It was either like, I want to say it was like 98. All right. 98. Back when we were so optimistic about racism. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, 2014, back when we were so optimistic about racism. racism. Yeah. so, yeah, so you thought it was it was heartwarming and what else? 
I um, enjoyed the Southern, specifically the Texas Southern style of it. Mm -hmm. I really liked um, how polite all the young men were. Lots of yes ma'ams and no ma'ams and yes sir and no the sirs. The quarterback street. Ooh, quarterback. QB street. Yeah. Yeah. Yes ma'am. Yes ma'am. No ma'am. And uh, even when the female mayor, woo woo, female mayor, uh, <laughs> tells him he needs not be so polite on the field. I enjoyed that. But I, I really liked, even down to when um, Connie Britton's character, her, her name, um, Tammy. Yeah. Yes. Um, even when Tammy was invited to do the book club, I thought that whole interaction between her and those two Texas ladies was yeah. very, very Southern Texas. And I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also just like seeing kind of the high school aspect and learning about the lives of the high schoolers as well as the, the lives of the people who, I don't want to say touch them because that sounds bad, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, they're interact cross and all that yeah uh it's funny you say that because like we never spend like a single moment actually like inside a school <laughs> like inside a classroom or anything you're right yeah but the, i think that comes later right i mean i'm sure it does i don't know i've seen the show in this episode yeah we don't like not a single classroom not a single hallway this episode could have just been a movie it so it did it felt so well because it was a movie well, because it was, but even then, in in the, the contained world of this pilot episode, yeah, it told a complete story from start to finish, mm -hmm. and it was a story we were all familiar with. I don't, I, I've seen a, a, my fair share of, of 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 sports movies and football movies. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever? So this reminded you of of. Remember the Titans. Uh, remember I the wrote Titans. it down at the beginning. I wrote down. I've seen Remember the Titans. Actually, I wrote, I've seen that football movie with Denzel because I couldn't remember the name of the movie. And I said, Streets is going to die or get paralyzed, <laughs> isn't he? How, how early on did you write that down? I wrote that on, I wrote that right after I wrote down about how I didn't like it that Coach Taylor was making a real estate decision and leaving it up to whether or not his team won a football game. Well, I mean... You can extrapolate that to be like, if I don't win this game, I'm probably not going to have this job for very long. Well, oh, true. Well, but but my point being that I thought about the the paralyzing slash that dude's going to die. Yes. Pretty early on. I, yes. I, so I just feel like. Because it's like, I was like, okay, this follows a trope. It follows a lot of tropes. <laughs> you know? It follows so many tropes. <laughs> I, down to. Uh, have you ever seen Any Given Sunday? No. It's a football movie. Okay. Directed by Oliver Stone. Okay. Coked out of his mind. <laughs> Set in Miami. Of course. Coked out of his mind. That's where you can find the best stuff. It's a really bad movie. Oh. With some really great scenes. Okay. And this movie, or this show basically lifted out of the any given sunday playbook pun intended oh down to like the the camera work of how like shaky and herky jerky mm -hmm. it was to the weird like chords that would play like the very like melancholic like chords of just dum, dum, dum. yeah which the music was done by uh uh, uh wg snuffy walden 
who did the music for the West Wing, which is, is like some Snuffy of the best. Snuffy his middle name? His name is Snuffy Walden. <laughs> he did the music for the West Wing, which is like the, some of the best opening music. That's the next show I gotta watch too. Oh boy, you 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 boy I know. over there. That's he'll, his jam. He'll be like, yes, we'll watch that all yeah, night long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and so I was expecting much more from the music, but even the music just remind kept reminding me of like any given Sunday because watch this movie. Okay. It is bananas, and it's got a billion people in it. Oh, that okay. You recognize just like this show. <laughs> Similar to the show, except that the show had them before you would recognize them. Oh, false. I mean, as far as like false, you got to watch more shitty television from the early knots. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Is it aughts or knots? Aughts. Aughts. Yes. There we go. Okay. All right. Because I recognized all those dudes from something else that came before. That it? came before. Well, Grey's Anatomy came out in two thousand two, three. So four. Then that. On an even bigger scale, then. All right, all right. And and yeah, just man, it just I don't know. It took me out of it like big time because it just felt so much. I was trying to be this, mm-hmm. which I can only imagine is the same vibe you get from the movie, which means it's sort of derivative twice over. Mm. And yeah, I just felt like I've I not only had had I seen this show before i feel like i've seen it a lot without ever having seen it before right i could have told you what happened as soon as the confirmation of the dude getting hurt happened i was like all right i know exactly what's gonna happen like obviously they're gonna win mm-hmm. obviously you're gonna throw that dweeby Q- qb second string qb in mm-hmm. also i thought i wrote down i'm a coach i coach volleyball and i thought it was a terrible <laughs> coaching decision what i write down that he didn't have, he didn't train his backup QB. Oh, he didn't even know his name. Right. I'm like, uh, you always make contingency plans as a coach because all it takes is one ball to the face and you're out of yeah. the game. Yeah. So clearly that guy's not a very good coach. Coach Taylor's got to earn his way into my yeah. full heart over here. Not only that. <laughs> yeah. Into your clear eyes. My, in my full heart. Full heart. And then maybe he well, maybe he won't lose, but right losing. now we're losing yeah. right now, right? Because he also here's another example of him sucking as a coach. <laughs> like they say, it like five times on the radio. I will say this: it was a very effective pilot in that uh, it did a very good job of of like uh, a backdoor giving you exposition. Oh yeah, they brought the community in. Yeah, you and, understood what and, the community yeah, was without having did to a really see it. Great job of world building and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a very effective pilot. Uh, on paper, mm-hmm. it did everything uh, very effectively, as far as that is concerned. Uh, but he also so throughout the episode, they're telling you that this team runs a very specific, very effective type of offense with all the counters. And in the game, you notice they do like a lot of like the switching off and shit like that, and then they'd score a touchdown or whatever. And it was what it was. But they didn't even like play. To trying to stop that. Rich, I am so impressed with you right now because I thought that was all just football, football like jab, jibber, jabber. Just jargon. I didn't listen to anything that anyone said about the football. I don't know a whole lot about football. So I'm so impressed that that's then it's kind of like a medical show where the medical <laughs> stuff is actually correct. 
So that's that's awesome that you actually picked up on that and then watched the game and saw that they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Well, that's the thing is like I was specifically looking for it because yeah. they mentioned it so much. Yeah. You figure like, all right, well, this is going to play a part. Yeah. Like this is going to have something to do very critically with like the outcome of the show or the game or whatever. Yeah. No. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh, also, like. Well, what? Wait. Well, what about what's his face when he got when Streets got paralyzed? Well, we don't know he was paralyzed. Yet. That was on a on an interception. We just know he has he has a Regina George situation, <laughs> situation. going on <laughs> with the Halo deal. Yeah. Uh, that was on a, that was on an offensive play. It was an interception. Oh, you're right. Uh, you know, just after like the day after, he was like basically going to sign on the dotted line to go to Notre Dame. Uh, That's right. And and yeah, uh, you know. Like he was having a shitty game. Like he's having a shitty second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, what that, that was the other thing. We're introduced to all these characters, mm-hmm. and you know we're introduced to to Riggins, Street, backup QB guy. Smash. We were introduced to Smash. Uh, we're not introduced to anybody on defense. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. And like their defense like sucked. Wait, is Riggins not on defense? No, he's uh, he's the fullback, um, which is basically <laughs> the guy who makes way and blocks for the running back. This was an interesting dynamic. Who was Smash? Oh, okay. Who they hate each other. Well, Riggins hates Smash at least. Right. So it's like ironic that he has to like help him be successful. Mm-hmm. He's cover him. Exactly. Yeah. Clear the way for him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So like that was like just one of the like couple things that was like mildly interesting mm-hmm. to me anyway uh what was what was your favorite part what was your favorite like scene or, or part or something in the show mm. I, I have mine for sure favorite scene ironically or unironically oh we could do both um i very much enjoyed I don't even know if this is ironically or unironically. I very much enjoyed the scene with um, at the car dealership. Yup. Where you got to learn so much about the community and you got to see the way that community treated the football players. And even down to the point where an older lady goes, have you ever blitzed an older woman? Well, to street. Yeah. And and I feel like throughout the course of that montage, like, it was sort of like peeling back layers mm-hmm. of the community in the in the town. Like everyone was like getting a little more drunk, <laughs> basically, because mm-hmm. uh, like starts off like all pretty polite and all that stuff. Yeah, the mayor stole the show for me. I freaking love Libby Valeri. I wrote like female mayor all over my pa- my pad of paper here. Her scene with Street is my favorite scene in the show. Hands down. Black Sabbath will make you mean. <laughs> it was the fucking best. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good timing. Like, it was fucking funny. And it, like, also just revealed so much about everybody in that situation. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Really good. And just, like, that whole sequence with just Coach Taylor just being, like, browbeaten by these old dudes. Uh, uh, what else is going on? Yeah, there's the book club. Uh, or yeah, it was the book club. A little bit invitation. of Smash Riggins uh, tension. tension there. A little bit of uh, uh, some issues with Blondie. I don't know her name. Angela? 
I wrote sure. I wrote her down as Mandy Moore lookalike. Yeah. And uh, and then also her name's Lila, but I called her Leighton Meister, and I'm not pronouncing her name right either. <laughs> lookalike. Um, between Blondie and Brunette, some some drama there yeah. with with I'm like Blondie all over the QB. I could care less how that unfolds. You I already really know how could. it does. Ex- exactly. Like I feel like this show isn't going to surprise me. Probably not. As it stands now. I mean, they had the classic scene of a wise old black man giving advice yeah. to the coach. Yeah. I yeah. I wrote I was like, is this Who what? you never saw before? Right. I'm like, who is this guy? And you, you never, never see again. Yes. I'm like, who is this? old black man who's giving advice like this. I'm like, this is just like a classic yeah. trope. This is a trope. Yeah. It, uh, uh, <laughs> the, so, so would you say that you liked that scene more ironically or unironically? The wise the old black, or the dealership. The dealership oh, okay. The dealership. I think I unironically liked yeah. it. I just genuinely enjoyed that scene. It stuck yeah. out to me. There was a lot going on. You learned a lot about characters. And it gave you a real taste for the show. And I just enjoyed watching. It definitely made you understand. Some people who don't have um, a lot of football knowledge, or maybe not a lot of Southern knowledge, they don't know just to the effect in which football players are treated like rock stars well, at their high school. Especially in Texas. In Texas, right. Football is... Life. Yes. And I grew up Varsity Blues. This shit reminded me of Varsity Blues. There you go. Sorry, yeah. Continue. My my cousin grew up, he's from Tennessee and he grew up playing football and like that's all I ever heard. Like everybody Friday night yeah. going to the football game. Like huge deal. Mm-hmm. And so I thought this really helped you get a flavor of that. Whereas, you know, if you're from Connecticut and you care more about your cross game, you yeah. may not understand that. So this sorry, not not all Connecticut people play lacrosse. No, but that's probably what it's going to be, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I thought I liked it for that. I just thought it was a great start to finish scene. Yeah. it. Uh, so, like, nationally, as far as, like, the importance of high school football, like, Texas, bar none, high school football is, like, the end-all, be-all there. Mm-hmm. I feel like second to Texas is Florida. For high school football. Bama. No. Yeah? Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Like, at least recruiting-wise. Oh, yeah. Like, talent-wise. Yeah, I can see that. But then, even then, like, in a lot of these, there's so many, like, podunk-ass towns in Florida Mm -hmm. that are just stocked with talent. Right. But then you also have, like, these bigger, like, private high schools that can recruit talent. They ship them in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... And yeah, just a lot of that was also still just pretty, I don't know, it reminded me a lot of, of, of high school and shit. Um, Whereas my high school football team, New Church Revians, they weren't so great. So going to football games was more of a social experience m- than... My freshman yeah. year, our team was really good. And it was all on the back of our running back, who was five foot two. What? And at one point, he led the nation in rushing yards. What? And... I don't even remember his first name, <laughs> but his nickname was Booby. Oh. Booby Williams. Good, of course. He's great. Yeah. Because did he have like blue feet? No. Do you have blue feet? No, I, I, don't, I don't know the origin. 
They also have white-footed boobies. Never mind. There's that's a bird. That's he was a really type good. Of bird. He was really good. So so what what does that entail? What does that position entail? Running. Oh, just it's what smash about football. It's what smash okay. did. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if you're running back in high school, you're going to get a cool nickname. Okay. Okay. Uh, Got it. Because you're the guy making, you're not the QB, but you're the guy making the plays. Yeah. You're like, you're like. You're not calling the plays. You're like second to QB as far as like making plays. Yeah. You're not calling the plays. Yeah. You're executing the plays. Yeah. Yeah. You're catching. You're catching. You're Sometimes running. you run. You're running. You're, you, you get it handed off and then and you then, Who is the guy? Leroy Jenkins. What? Isn't there a football player named Leroy Jenkins? Did I make that up? I don't know. No, that is a World of Warcraft reference. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, then there's uh, the, the guy who put the team on his back. Smash. Tony? Oh, wait. What do you... Th- the guy put the team on your back, dude. I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a YouTube video. Oh, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, beast mode. Yeah. <laughs> he likes Skittles. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then there's a you there's like a video of it though. Or like a video game clip of it. Never mind. Everyone should go to YouTube and YouTube this. Okay. And co- to, press pause. YouTube.com. <laughs> press pause on this. YouTube it. Come back and then listen to the rest of it. Both the same time. Okay. <laughs> um what, if anything, something else that I, I really liked mm-hmm. um, was that I thought was different from everything else that was being set up mm-hmm. was uh, Jesse Plemons' character. Who that? Uh, Lion Face from Grey's Lion Anatomy. Face. Yeah. Cool. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Albi- Damon lookalike. Albi- albino Matt Damon. He's not a football player. No, he's not a football player. Right. He's like this weird, quirky friend mm-hmm. of the backup QB. Mm hmm. And he just brought like a different vibe. Parsons? That, yeah. Is that his name? No, I have no idea. Oh, it starts with a spark? Whatever. Backup QB. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I thought I thought Jesse Plemons' character brought like just like a breath of fresh air to just like all this. Macho muscle. Yeah, you know. Um, well, because you can't has, like, these only talk about football. Stuff. Exactly. You got to bring some other stuff to it. Like. The backup QB, I really enjoyed the scene where he made two sandwiches for his grandmother. It's like right at the beginning. And no. put his put his grandmother's medicine in her orange Gatorade bottle. Yeah. And I really appreciated, you got a really good idea of his character from that. Exactly what I was going to say. As, as, as polite as we see Street is, mm-hmm. we get to see this dude's character. Yeah. 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 Like, you can be polite all damn day. Like, mm-hmm. you can say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But, mm-hmm. like, are you, at the end of the day, are you going to take care of your grandmother? Are you pure of heart? <laughs> Is God in your heart? Are you going to throw that football through that tire in your backyard? Street. Street. D- does God love football? <laughs> I think everybody loves football. Uh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> who, who said that? I'm not. What? Let's pray. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you notice... Yeah. When he got hit and hurt, Street, mm-hmm. at one point, he was he's laid out on his back. Mm-hmm. And when he first gets rolled over, both his legs are just out straight. 
at a certain point, the show's legs sort of crossed, laying out straight. Like Jesus. And his arms are out to the freaking side. Ooh. Come on. Like they don't explicitly show it. Yeah. Like it's not like, look at this imagery. <laughs> but like it's there. Okay. I can see that. Like the sacrificial lamb. The martyr. Of the, yeah. He gets to go out. He didn't even have to lose. He didn't lose a damn game. Yeah. Yeah. He got to, he got to suck at the end of that game and they still won. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get credit for that because he played in that game. Yeah. His stats go for that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh man. Who, uh, if there was anything that you didn't like, that you weren't too fond of. Oh, I got a lot. Really? I got two notebook pages. Okay, hit us. Roll it. All right. Uh, No one looks for houses in the newspaper anymore. It was 2006. No one looks for houses in the newspaper. It was Texas. You go get a book. You get a book? Isn't there a book? Yeah, it's called a newspaper. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, Let's see what else we got. Um, I didn't like that the end of the show without telling us the diagnosis of Street. I thought back. that was a total cliffhanger. You gotta keep him coming back. But that's true. Like, is he, I wrote, is he Regina George paralyzed or is he former Olympian paralyzed? See. Which may have, is that too too soon? Uh, that's not for us to okay. determine. <laughs> what I think is more important, not mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't tell us, mm-hmm. the fact that I didn't care. <laughs> You're right. Watching his cheerleader girlfriend cry, and you're like, all right, I'm done with this already. I couldn't give a shit less (laughs) if that fucker could walk again or not. But in 2006, you might have. What would be different? I feel like we we as audience were just more, not naive, but like that this whole storyline wasn't played out so hard. And... Or maybe it was actually. I'm trying to think through like all the sports movies yeah. and all the stuff. And like everything that we've named off, like came before this. Yeah. Like, all right. So I I looked up this little this little nugget fact earlier because I was so excited about it. We were talking about reality TV mm-hmm. a little bit earlier, and uh, I'd forgotten about that reality TV show called Two a Days on MTV, which is a football reality TV show, uh-huh. and. Uh, <laughs> One of the, I guess, characters, uh, people, individuals, cast members, cast members of two days ended up going to college with me. And now I went to a very small, tiny southern college in Greenville, South Carolina, yeah, called Furman, the Furman University. Check it out. And uh, Max Lerner ended up coming to Furman and playing football for us, and he was like the third person mentioned in the Wikipedia article about these two-a-days show. So clearly, he was a big deal. I don't know what position he played. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me. And I had to try to beat you to that punch. I don't know. Um, let's see. Um, I had... Oh, well, this is more of a very small joke, but uh, I turned to Rich in the middle of, or the beginning of the show when Black Betty was playing. No, Black Black yeah, Betty. Yeah, yeah, Black so Betty. That's, that's the, yeah, and yeah. I told him that he and he and uh, our friends Chris Mullet and Tony Colt have ruined that song for me because of their reference on their Mad Men podcast 
Um, which came out in 2015, 16? Well, yeah, one of our, our Blank Slate episodes where we talk about Mad Men while it was still on the air. Um, also, though, like another football movie cliche. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like that song's been, I know it's been in at least one, The Longest Yard. Okay, yeah. And if not, like four others. But I feel like it's just very cliche to use like a, a, a classic Southern rock song. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, it was like in like the second or third scene too. Do you think, you know, I was just thinking about this, that maybe because all of this was so cliche, all of this followed a very specific storyline that everyone's very familiar with. Just to flip it on its ass? Well, I, I was thinking that maybe that's why it got green-lighted. Green-lit? Green-lit. Green-lit. Uh, because producers, TV networks, whatever. They're just like, ah, yes. They're this like, is what we know. This, this is This is a formula that we know works. Yeah. Let's put this shit back on the air. Yeah. We know we can get at least five we, states to be a fan of this we show. We know this is what people like. Right. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all it disappoints me it does but the one thing that i i can only hope and i feel like is probably the case just based on the way everyone talks about the show Mm -hmm. and it also seems to be like sports proof and that like even if you don't give a shit about sports like i'm already into it love the show is that it flips those cliches and tropes and and stereotypes on its ass well we've However, we've still got the like the do-gooder taking care of his grandmother. We got the alcoholic who's doing whatever with Blondie. Yeah, we got Riggins. Like, is this as much as he's I? He's a bad boy amalgam. Well, absolutely. He's yeah. like fifteen different movie bad boys in one. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I I didn't think he was a good actor. No, Taylor. He's just long hair. Yeah, with eyebrows. But he did have like this weird sort of dark energy to him. Well. Yeah, but if you need dark energy, just go watch Jess on Gilmore Girls. I like, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but okay. he did have sort of like this ominous feeling to him that yeah. was a little bit more nuanced than I'm probably giving him credit for. That's fair. Yeah. I want to make a note that I'm not certain that this is true, that this is a true fact, but I believe that the brother of Riggins, who only made an entrance in the first few minutes of the pilot mm-hmm. episode, he is the main interest of, or the main love interest of the first season of the show, Revenge. I believe the character's name is Daniel. Please I'm send back. me messages <laughs> if I am incorrect <laughs> on that. This is what I believe to be true, and I'm going to stand by it. Also bringing me to my next point, which was that every single high schooler in this show looked to be about 26 or 30 years old. See, I feel like, for the most part, <laughs> that's usually the case you're going to get. Right. Uh, I feel like backup QB boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, like looks like, he looks like, yeah, he looks like 17. Um, there were a few that like, okay. And even when you're, when you're making a high school football show, like just remembering some of the football players at my school. I'm not talking about the men talking about the ladies oh all those ladies looked like they're in their mid mid to late 20s yeah because i was like no girl no 17 year old girl looks like that yeah (laughs) 
we just don't know what to do with our hair at that point. Like that's sure, not fair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, real quick shout out to Coach Taylor. I was really excited that we were going to watch the show because I knew I've only ever known him from the episode of Grey's Anatomy where he plays a bomb squad dude, and he has to come in and there's a bomb that's been in someone's chest and it's like an old military bomb that's in someone's chest and he comes in and he has to save, remove the bomb safely from this dude's chest without killing anyone else in the hospital. He doesn't. Well, he dies. But everyone else lives. Shout out Kyle Chandler. <laughs> so, <laughs> alright. Glad you and brought him And he's been up. in a bunch of other stuff. I only ever knew him as the guy who beat out John Hamm for best actor... <gasps> Emmy. That's right. That's right. A million years in a row. Well, well, no, but like one year specifically. It was like the one year that like Ham had a shot. Like Breaking Bad was on a weird schedule, so like Cranston wasn't nominated, and so it was like, all right, everyone's like, this is this is Ham's shot. He's finally gonna like fucking get it for Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Nope. Fucking Kyle Chandler's Coach Taylor ass. <laughs> like he didn't even talk s- that much. One of my least favorite parts of the of the episode was the pregame speech. I hated that. It it was not. I wrote it down. I was like, "This right. is a not inspirational speech. This does not make you want to go out there and play." Let's get into MVPs and LVPs. All right, yeah, yeah. LVP all right. first. All right, I'm sorry. Kyle, LVP. Kyle fucking Chandler. That's you. Okay. He didn't even look remotely interested in being on the show. <laughs> That's true. Like it looked like in his eyes, it looked like he wishes he didn't get killed off. In Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> like he wanted to still be there. Yeah. Still be there as the cute bomb, yeah. bomb, bomb guy. Yeah. He's like, that's oh, hot. Texas. I don't know. Yeah. Kids. Wait. Why was everyone wearing coats and long sleeves? The cheerleaders had long sleeve uniforms on and it's supposed to be like early September in Texas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am not buying that. Well, nights get cold. I don't know. I don't know Texas. I at least it's know a, the South. And it's it a dry heat. Yeah. It's a dry heat. I know. I know. I know. Humid it. It's probably humidity. what that probably means is the show was filmed in Toronto. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's just yeah, what happens. Okay, sorry. <sighs> LVP. I mean, he's definitely a nominee for me. He's like at the top of my list. Uh, also, I would like to nominate. Um, fuck, there's a uh, Riggins, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Taylor Kitsch. I did not like him at all. But again, I maybe kind of talked myself out of that <laughs> earlier. Who would you nominate? So do, you, do you have any? I'm wondering about your Riggins decision, maybe because maybe you're starting to turn him because he's just so much of a bad boy that maybe you think you could fix him. <laughs> he's got elements. Don't you of think like, you could like change him? Though, he's got elements of like Judd Nelson and Breakfast Club. All right, yeah. He's got elements of of uh, like he's got some like Charlie Sheenish. Have you ever seen that movie on. with uh, Miles Teller? Mm. Crossing my fingers that I know his correct name, mm-hmm. where he's an alcoholic. No. It's a high school movie. He's in no. it with uh, Shailene Woodley. No. Plays alcoholic. Kind of like that, though. Good movie. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of it. Um, no one else really, like, jumped out at me, though. Like, for an LVP? Like, well, there were plenty of people that just, like, weren't good, but there was nobody, like, atrociously bad. So... Like, aside from just Kyle Chandler just, like, looking disinterested. I... Did, I was not blown away with him, and I'm hoping that he gets more inspirational as the show goes on. He considering best actor. Also, the tagline of the show, Clear Eyes, 
Full Hearts Can't Lose? Yeah. That was like mumbled. Yeah. In his speech. Dog, that's your catchphrase. Yeah, I thought that was going, that's a Mitt Romney campaign catchphrase. Yeah. Mitt Romney ends up using it later. Uh, but I thought oh it was going to be, ah. I thought that it was going to be like written on some chalkboard and like everyone's yeah. going to say it together yeah. or like it was going to be a big moment with like music sweeping in. But no, it was just kind of like, clear, clear eyes, fall hearts, can't lose. I feel like the music like started even before he like finished saying it. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I chose my LVP, I didn't realize what I was doing. I chose it based off of who I thought was the most ridiculous looking. So I chose the mustache guy at the car dealership. I mean, it's like, also not a bad way to go about it because that mustache was out of control. I was like, I was captivated by it as he walked around at the car dealership and was talking to Coach Taylor. I could not listen to a word that was being said. I just focused on the mustache. So. That mustache could have been fashioned into a Davy Crockett style raccoon skin. Hat. Oh, yes. Very thick. <laughs> that, that mustache had its own car dealership within it. <laughs> Ew. That mustache was actually the field that the game was played on <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> that mustache had width and length. <laughs> it was significant. Like, even I don't even remember what the other dude in the scene looked like. I just. I remember yeah. being taken aback by this. What's happening? This guy's significant What's mustache. Happening? But then I also thought that's very appropriate for Texas. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a very, like, that is definitely a town. Some dude thinks that he's going to look good with a mustache. Yeah. So he goes for it. And his yeah. wife kind of goes, mm, okay. And he just, he, that's his thing. It was his so, life. With his mustache. <laughs> so that's who I chose as my LVP because I kind of. Which is not fair because I also kind of hope he comes back. Well, I would say this. Uh, <laughs> a, a little too few at-bats to qualify. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has to be someone that like actually like affected something. Okay, fine. Then I don't like the the Mandy Moore Angelica character. Yeah. I mean, She's honestly. not like, Mandy Moore. I shouldn't drag her poor. Th- the, the Coach Taylor's daughter, uh, cheerleader girl, and, and, and Riggins' girlfriend, like all three of them. Just brought nothing to the table. Yeah, you don't care about their character development in any way. They brought nothing to the table. You didn't learn anything about their backstories. No, other than those... they're dating. But that is very mid two thousands. Where if it's also this, very southern. Well, it's, right. Where all you care about is who they're dating. Yeah, and who they're not dating, yeah. and who their dad is, and who their family is. You don't yeah. care about. You don't know anything about what they're doing in school, what their hobbies are. There's okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get on my no, little. I, I accidentally poked myself in the eye. I was ah. doing it. <laughs> Just because you because I start talking about how much we should focus on these ladies' backstories. No, but like honestly, like there's it, and it just what stories they do have. Like you know, if they do have backstories, it's probably gonna be like the fucking trite, like broken home, daddy issues, mom's on the bottle. Give me, give me some glee shit where like the head cheerleader is also the president of the abstinence club. I'm down for that because that's funny and different. Well, and you think so, the cheerleader is a slutty, but like, well, it's also just typical, just like, you know, the blonde or the, the, the brunette one's supposed to be like more conservative and the blonde one's just kind of like bat nines all and around. As a blonde woman, I am offended by that. And I agree because that is the thing. That is the stereotype. And, and like, she's, she didn't have a butt. Did she? I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk about her body, but she didn't have a butt. 
But anyway. Like a really flat butt. I, you, this is you. This is you talking. This ain't me talking. This is you talking. This is you talking. This is you talking. I, was, I noticed it. Anyways. A- a- anyways. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, like, literally, you just uh, toss any one of their names up against the wall, and I'd be like, yeah, that too. But I... I have an MVP. I Just to, to wrap up LVP. Sorry. I, 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 Sorry about that. Uh, heart, like, sticking, like, planting my flag on Kyle Chandler, MVP, or LVP, okay. Bloodline Island. Because uh, <laughs> that's his, the show that he has on Netflix now. Bloodline. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> uh, like, also, you're supposed to be the fuck, the, you know, the, you're supposed to be the dude. He's supposed to be the coach. Yeah. He is the leader of the team. He is supposed to be the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. He's he might be new and shy, but that doesn't mean you get to not not have some like Denzel Washington styles yeah. remember the Titans speech. Yeah. You can still talk to your player. I went into it thinking that he was going to have that type of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Thinking he was going to drag his players to Gettysburg or yeah. something. Yeah. The equivalent of inspiration. Something. And he just took them to a car dealership. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> MVP. So, uh, real talk. Uh, Rich and I had a quick conversation prior to the recording of this before we even watched the show about how it's a sports show. So, there's MVP for the episode, and then there's also potentially MVP of the game. Also, if we're going to do LVP of the game as well, oh. I'd probably put it on street for getting his ass knocked the hell out. <laughs> you got knocked the Fuck out, man. Well, where were his blockers? Is that a football thing? Well, it's the way the play. It's not unrealistic that that happened okay. like that. Yeah. Got it. All right. Well, fair but enough. But he still threw a pick. That interception's on him. Fair enough. Well, MVP for the episode, in my opinion, is Smash Williams. Okay. And I have a lot of, I wrote down four lines of thoughts about him. He was definitely the most charismatic person on the show. He had... The ambition, he had the confidence, and what won me over for him was real early on in the episode where Riggins shows up to practice and he's half drunk mm-hmm. slash hungover. We all been there, and uh, he starts. He immediately recognizes the issue, and he is yelling at Riggins about yeah. it because he says if one man shows up half drunk. The whole team yeah. is half drunk. He does it like a whole in a whole like team fashion. He, like, I, I love like where he's coming from about all right. this. Right, I'm like you're a better coach than Coach Taylor yeah. is in this situation. He is 100. He is inspirational. He has the right idea about what builds a team. Yeah. He, I loved him being the hype man at the car dealership. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great representation of his personality. I like that he is a man of faith because that shows he has values outside of football interests outside of football whether or not that's more community or family based i don't know but it's just it's something he's got and he still shows some braggadocio as well as oh far definitely as the, it's uh, not like he's like a humble yeah no he talks he's, about a, the sponsorships he's a bruno he's mars get. type out there yeah. he probably you know like the faith thing one way or the other he probably you know does what he does with look the ladies and all and tim tebow took faith as far as he could take it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a big deal in <laughs> oh, another football gator. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Be yeah. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm going on a good route. I'm yeah. saying he 
is a man with a lot of like strong religious Muscles. values. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that goes to show and like the media loved him for it. Well, some I'd say 75% did. Yeah, there's a lot of it's hard to defend it's, to you. It's, you can't. So many haters. I know. And so, but my point is that, like, he was known as a decent football player, but also he was known for his devout yes. faith. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not comparing the two in any way, but just saying that, because I have no idea how deep Smash Williams' faith actually goes, other yeah. than he wears a cross. But he prays a lot, and I thought that was, it goes to show that, like, that it, it it can be something that can take you to stardom. People will notice it because especially like you kind of think of football players as like, you know, guys who just bash their heads around mm-hmm. a whole bunch and like you don't always think about them as having outside interests. So that's my VP for the episode. It's all very... All I want to say <laughs> is Give I'm willing to bet that we find out that the nickname Smash has kind of a double meaning. Oh, well, yeah. He's like a hotshot bubble. But I'm not yeah. saying that he's devout in that he... Um, you can still... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say my MVP... I was going to nominate... Of the episode? Of the episode. All right. I was going to nominate Jesse Plemons. As, oh, uh, as guy. As buddy's friend. Uh, but that also might, is just me being predisposed to liking him because he's in season two of Fargo, which oh. I made my feelings clear about that earlier. Right. He's fucking great in it. And he's just a really good actor. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. He's really good. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. Like, I'm going to have to full on agree with you that we looked the guy's name up too. And he's got a, he's his last weird... name is, or his first name's Gaius. Gaius. Yeah. Gaius. Will no, Williams is his last name in the show. Yeah. Gaius. Maybe his last name is Gaius. No, no, his first name is definitely Gaius. Anyway, Anywho. I agree. Uh, who's your Who's your MVP of the game? My MVP of the game is backup QB. And here's my reasoning behind it. He came in. I didn't like that he was unprepared, but it's not entirely his fault that he was unprepared. And maybe this is a little too obvious of an answer, but I liked that. He came in and he failed multiple times and then he kept pushing through and he saved his team when they when it came to the end of the line. Gaius Charles is his name. Gaius Charles. Still probably saying it wrong. <laughs> probably. It's probably Gaius Charles yes. or something. <laughs> I can't be on board. That's Because right. <laughs> he... he Came in, he had one play where he went to hand it off to the wrong side. Called the wrong play, or went the wrong play, yeah. This next play, he threw it off. Someone's helmet. His offensive lineman's helmet. Yeah. And then he was good after that? He was nervous. It was a quick turnaround. All right, so. It was a very quick turnaround. In the world of 12-year-old girls volleyball. He had two shit plays. (laughs) He had, and, and I'm just recalling here, he had yeah. one shuffle pass, which is the equivalent of a freaking handoff to smash. Yeah. And then I feel like there was maybe another handoff, and then he threw a bomb. He did have a good arm. Yeah. So, And, and that's what I kind of hope story-wise, 
They're kind of because earlier in the episode, when he's uh, just throwing fo- uh, footballs in through the, that tire, the, yeah, through the tire, like short distance, his accuracy is shit. He doesn't get a single one throw. So I like to think that that's like maybe where that story goes is like, well, he can't he can't throw the short ball, but boy, does he have a cannon. Yeah, that kind of thing. All right, and even then, that's not that interesting of a story. <laughs> I think I think Smash is the MVP. Well, well, yeah, they, they, he's a really good player. He kept them in that game. It's true. He's the he's the reason. I'm just saying. Backup QB did get his inspirational talk from Coach Taylor, though, which was a shitty inspirational. It was the shittiest insp- Like it was literally like, uh, hey, um. You know, just uh, go out there, try your best. Take your time and uh, try your best. Take your time. Just think. (laughs) Just look. Just look and think. Hey, (laughs) hey, just look and think. It was well, the message of that, though, which is a message I use sometimes in coaching is going back to the fundamentals of the game. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you get caught up in all the stuff that's going on, the excitement of, oh, my God, I've never played before. I don't know what my plays are. I don't know who my players are. I'm a sophomore. I have to press calculus. And so just going back to the fundamentals of the game can sometimes focus a player. He had to go back to the fundamentals of the game because that's the first time he's ever seen them. He has to go back to the fundamentals of the game. I don't know. I got a new player here. I got (laughs) to start uh, with football. What's his name? This is is a football. (laughs) This is a football. (laughs) Okay. If you had a question to ask Pete Berg, the director, he wrote this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, creator mm-hmm. of the show. What would you What would you like to ask, Mr. Peter Berg? Two questions. So my first uh, My first question is kind of boring, but uh, I'd say my first one would be between looking at the movie and the book as source material, which one do you feel as though you pulled from the most? Mm-hmm. That's my boring question. Sure. My fun question is how much Christian speed metal have you listened to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are my t- <laughs> hopefully vastly different answers. Unless, who knows, maybe they talk about Christian speed metal in the book. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, those would be my, that's my question. <laughs> what about you? Uh, Have you ever blitzed an older woman? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> How about that Bill right Clinton there. reference? That's a, oh, oh my uh, God. <laughs> so that's, that, that's a, what, an eight-year-old reference at that point? Yeah. Was it 98? Hillary, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I think he said it right to her. Yeah, I think he said it like to the TV. Oh, yeah. But he probably did also. Well, no, he didn't say Hillary when he... But, yeah. the, but they said Hillary in the show. Is that what they... Oh, they said God. Hillary in the show. That's There's how no, you... Which I was like, oh, that's even... That's somehow worse. Yeah. Because he was saying it to his girlfriend. To his girlfriend. Like Lila, I, but he was calling her Hillary. Yeah. Which that I was, was like, that's even worse somehow. Also, like, no high school... <laughs> a student in 2006 is referencing the, the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yeah, I don't think I ever did. I was in high school at that yeah, point. I did. I was a nerd. <laughs> All right. So, but like, 
that was that was maybe the most unbelievable part of the entire show. <laughs> Hands down. Oh man. Cool. Wait, what are your questions? Uh, have you ever blitzed an older woman? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and wait, I have a football question. What's up? What is blitzing? Blitzing is when you set on when you're on defense. Yeah. And you send more people uh, running after the quarterback than you normally would. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's you, why when Streets was like, they're blitzing me like crazy. That's yeah. what that was. Okay. Yeah. And when you do that, you're like sacrificing people that could be like covering Got it. offenses. Because in the context of that woman's question, I thought he meant they were just like fucking him. So. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. She, <laughs> she, her context was more, more war strategy than anything. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to try to think of a question that doesn't also just like. I just want to ask him, like, oh, what's it like to be a second-rate Michael Bay? Oh, you know. All right. Like, what's it like to not get women at all? Oh, I can't even. Okay. No. What's it like to cast Rihanna in a movie? Oh. Wait, did he make the Battleship movie? Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, where is this going? Yeah. Got to give it. you an example of the oeuvre of his work. All right, yeah. Uh, give me a rundown. Friday Night Lights. All right. Uh, the Battleship. No. Uh, 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 Lone Survivor. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, fucking, oh, there's another like ridiculous one he did. I can't remember what that one. Um, fucking uh, Deepwater Horizon. Oh. Patriots Day. Oh. Yeah. That's where this dude lives. Oh. Yeah. yeah he is a second rate Michael Bay. Yeah. All right. I I have one more question for him. Shoot. In this current climate with what we know about CTE, would you still stand by your decision to make a movie that <laughs> glorifies high school football? I'd probably say, well, at least it's not Friday Night Tykes. And, oh, <laughs> not, yeah, but, not for nine-year-olds. Yeah, man. Those kids ain't going to be right. They start them early. Do you think any of the characters in this show played football? Suffer from some kind of oh. brain damage from <laughs> CTE? Uh, I would like, well, I don't know. It's TV, so the budgets aren't as big. So they might have had to play some real football. I don't, I don't know. Well, what about the characters? I mean, oh, the characters, absolutely. Oh, they're all in walkers. If by you now. had, oh. <laughs> kidding me? Except for streets. Except for... <laughs> <laughs> he did it before it was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, like nothing. It never ends well. Yeah. It doesn't end well. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> Rich, would you pick this show up, or do I have to answer I, that? I first? well, this is this geez. Uh I've never. I, I'm not used to being on a hot seat like this. Yeah, I'm, you're sitting in a red I, chair. Yeah, you're sitting in the captain's chair right now. You're right. Uh, I I don't pick this show up. I'm not going to continue to watch it. You want to know some? Oh, oh, so okay. And as a studio executive, yeah, I probably would also not pick it up. What about 2006 studio executive? Still. 
right. Still, especially like they ended up just putting it on Friday nights anyway. Which yeah. like, yeah, get it, the name, whatever. But like, nothing gets good ratings on Friday nights. That's true. So, what about you? As a, I'm gonna watch this type. If I, if okay, sorry. as a viewer, as a viewer, I don't think I'm going to pick it up. I'm um, surprised. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, because if I want to watch Connie Britton, I'll just watch Nashville. Whoo! Um, <laughs> Although she's good in that. She can't sing for shit, but she's good in it. How up to date on Nashville are you? Not very. Okay. Well, I know she dies. Okay. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to Sorry, say. Sorry. Spoilers. That's all I, literally, aside from the fact that it takes place in Nashville, yeah. it's the only other thing I know about I think Nashville. she dies in like a car, a car crash or yeah. a plane crash or something. Uh, yeah. I, something. Long, long story about how I ended up watching that episode, but it's basically a whole episode of her just fucking dying. Involve a lady. What? Nothing. <laughs> I want to know if it involved a lady. I love Nashville. I think it's a great show. I'm going to watch it. Um, at least the first series. Season, sure. season and a half. Sure, good, good songs too. Good um, Civil Wars. You like the Civil Wars? You go watch it. Um, anyways, I as a studio executive, I would pick this show up because I look at this show as a fucking cash cow. Yeah, I for at least two to three seasons, I know that this is a storyline that will work. I know that I can get a portion of the United States to get really into it. And yeah. I know that this is a storyline that speaks to a lot of people. And the more I think about it, the more like, yeah, what always gets the highest ratings? Football. Football. And then think so about like, the advertisements you can football. pick in. America loves football. Like, it's... I, I think that I... Especially if I was a 2006 studio executive, yeah. Yeah. I would pick it up. Before they knew like CTE was really a thing. It wasn't, wasn't a thing then. And we weren't super tired of sports movies at that point. Mm. We weren't burned out. I'm pretty sure another Airbud came out that year. So like clearly we were doing something right. I think it's always just safe to, to assume there's always an Airbud movie coming out. <laughs> if not Airbud, it's gonna be a, one of the buddies movies. Golden Reliever? <laughs> is that, is that been. the porn movie of the porn version? No, it should have been the baseball movie. Oh, because you can be a rope. Yeah. Oh. No, it was so there was Airbud basketball. Yeah. Uh, Airbud Golden Receiver. Oh, Receiver. One. That's the one I was thinking. Of. There was Airbud too. Well, bas- that was Golden Receiver. No, but there was like another basketball one. Was there? Yeah, there were definitely two basketball ones. There was one with the clown, and then there was another one with with a lost different me. one. Lost me already. The clown where he holds the stake and he has to like choose between the two of them. He's in a field, and then anyways. <laughs> Which always somehow reminds me of that movie with the seal. You ever watch that movie as oh, a child? Uh, oh, shit. Ferdinand? No. no. It's something else. Some other weird Not name. Not Zeus and Roxanne. Is that it? No. Well, Steve Gutenberg's in it, right? Oh. I don't know. Mullet There's a seal know. in it. Mullet, tweet at us when, <laughs> when, when you, you listen hear to this. And you're screaming in your car. <laughs> and you're making Jillian cry because you're yelling at oh. me and Julia. Shout out to Jillian. Shout out to Jillian Mullet. Oh. Um... Follow Jillian Mullet at J.E. Mullet. Does she have a Twitter? No. Does she have Don't, an Instagram? No, because neither, neither of them know how to use Instagram. We should not talk about a baby. Just let that baby live its no, baby life. No, but we should talk about social media. Uh, thank true. you very much for listening to this yeah. episode of Picked Up. Uh, as always, um, you can uh, follow us and join in on the conversation uh, on Twitter, Picked Up Pod, Facebook, Picked Up Podcast. You can shoot us an email, Picked Up Podcast at 
gmail.com um also of course thank you so much for listening subscribing downloading streaming however it is you are getting this audio goodness into your ears and uh, that space between your face um if you don't already subscribe please subscribe rate review and tell a friend about us that they could find us on apple podcasts or google play music or arcadeaudio.net where you can find all of the other wonderful shows that we house here on the arcade audio podcast network and also of course don't forget to head on over to patreon.com slash arcade audio for all of that sweet sweet bonus content <laughs> um we're in the, the midst of making plans for picked up season four huge huge plans in the works so stay tuned Keep on streaming, keep on downloading, stay subscribed. That's where you'll get all your updates. Um, and uh, 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 Julio, where are you online uh, should you want to be found? Uh, you can look at the tweets that I made in 2012 <laughs> at, at Julia G. Bobo. <laughs> Picture of me and my dogs. Or you can follow me on Instagram for more up-to-date information and material. <laughs> At Julia GB28, I frequently post pictures of me with birds and butterflies. Uh, and you can come visit me at the Chicago Peggy Notebart Nature Museum every other Sunday for some sweet nature stuff. And uh, then maybe eventually in a classroom coming if, to some children near you. If you are a high school teen on a date at the Nature Museum, Julia oh, will personally embarrass you. I will let you hold a snake. <laughs> Of course, you can always find me at Rich Cammy on Twitter, Instagram, Garlic Now Forty Four on Snapchat. Fucking love that name. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, that'll do it uh, here for us on Picked Up. Um, thank y'all very much for picking us up. Keep your dials tuned to Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.